0: This is Cody Ray Miller, and you're listening to the Dude Fuel Podcast. We have these things intellectually that I call boxes. And what we do is we attempt, at least in the Western uh, part of this planet, for the most part, we attempt to put things in different boxes. This goes over here, that goes over there. This is like that, this is not like that. And then we run around putting labels on these boxes. Now, obviously I'm speaking metaphorically here. These aren't real boxes, but this is the way that the human intellect works. This is Western thought. Okay, what is it? Is it this or is it that? Because it can't possibly be two things at once, right? Or it can't be these two things at once because we, we set things in opposition against one another. Right, and so this you know creeps into our moral philosophy as well. We say this is good, this is bad, right? This is good, and and this is evil, right? In um, you know, in a lot of religions, there's this concept of sin or disobedience or things where you're going against God or you're going against um, this natural created order, right? And when we attempt to put everything neatly into one box or the other, I think we do a real disservice to the complexity of life. The intellect seeks to uh, distinguish everything, to make a distinction between everything, to divide and cut up everything into these little pieces. And then, as I say, we put them in these boxes. So, I was reading an article just recently on the internet, and um, you know, some religions and some religious people are a lot worse than others in terms of their boxes. Okay, (laughs) so it's just it's just the fact of the matter. Uh, I I don't mean to you know upset anyone, but uh, Christians do this a lot. Okay, and I I come from a Christian background. And, uh, and that's the way that I was raised. And Christians do this a lot. So I came across this article, and it was asking, should Christians do yoga? And it asked the question in the article, is yoga exercise or is it a religion? <laughs> so you, you see, they have those two boxes there, don't they? Exercise, religion. And they have to know, these individuals, if yoga is a competing religion that competes with their established belief, or if it's just exercise. Neither one of those is true. If you look into yoga at all, I'm no expert. I just got started in yoga this year. But if you look into yoga at all, you see that it's part philosophy. Yes, it has connections with a religion. And if somebody wanted to, I mean, they could turn anything into a religion, couldn't they? And you can exercise in a million different ways. I can get out and walk and play Pokemon Go <laughs> in a park somewhere, and I'm exercising. So this idea that we have to put, uh, you know, in this in this case, yoga into one box or the other is just ridiculous. When you begin to see that the universe is one... Well, let's end it there. The universe is one. (laughs) That, as crazy as it sounds, the same elements which make up a rock comprise your entire physical body, right? We look at a rock and we think, well, that goes in a totally different box than a human. Totally different box. They're nothing alike. You are nothing like a rock. Except that you are. <laughs> you are a carbon based life form. <laughs> what do we find in the ground? What do we find? We find carbon. What else are you made of? Oxygen. What do we find in rocks? Oxygen. <laughs> Nitrogen? Guess what? We find that in rocks as well. And so on. It's amazing, but it's true. Yes, you are a very different thing than a rock. It's true. But in another way, you're very, very similar. There's just a handful of elements that make up your physical body, the majority of your physical body. And then we have trace elements, things like cobalt. You know, There's not a lot in the human body, but it's there just a handful of elements that make you, you, everything in the universe. Everything in the universe is made, as far as we know, from a combination of no more, no more than a hundred elements. A hundred naturally occurring elements. Scientists have created more all the way up to 118 as of December, I think, 2017 officially, these other elements were, were inducted. And element 118, which is now the, the heaviest element that we've made in a lab, is oganesson. element 118. But in terms of naturally occurring elements, no more than 100, less than 100, a little less than 100. Okay, scientists don't, I mean, there, there is no agreement among chemists, how many exactly, 92, 94, 96, somewhere in that range. So everything in the universe. The weirdest possible things that you could ever see are made from the same elements that you're made from. So you are one with everything else. And again, people will listen to this and they'll go, oh, he's getting religious. No, I'm not. (laughs) And see, you're trying to put it in a box right now, all the time, every day, our minds want to put things into boxes. When you embrace and accept the fact that life doesn't go into a box or a set of boxes, when you embrace that, life opens up to you. Because things are no longer this or that. Things are no longer just good or evil. They're no longer just good or bad people. They're just people. And those people are made from the same elements that make up our planet, that make up the other planets, stars, the Milky Way galaxy, all the other galaxies out there. It's the same stuff. We're made from the same stuff. And yet we are different. So we have to live. We don't have to live. But I would, I would recommend that you live understanding this, that we're the same but we're different. Okay, we're the same, but we're different. We defy the boxes. Watch yourself. Um, you know, examine your thoughts, observe your thoughts as you go about your daily life, and see if you're not putting yourself uh, and others and the work that you do and everything that you encounter in the world and every thought that you think. See if you aren't trying to put all of that into one or three or six or a hundred or a thousand different boxes every single day. Right? And so, you know, (laughs) this is something that I've been observing. It's been impactful for me in my life. And I pass it on to you. As with everything that I ever share, I say, take it, examine it. If it helps you, if it rings as true for you, utilize it. If not, throw it away. Right? Because (laughs) <laughs> I'm not here. I can't ultimately tell you how life is. I can only tell you how I perceive life. And then you can take what I'm saying, and you can see if it rings as true for you, through your eyes, through your lens. But if if you're like me and you see this, you see that this is a problem, that you're doing this, that everyone around you is putting all of this stuff... In boxes. Okay. Let me tell you let me stop for a moment. A lot of these boxes are really, really hurtful. You know, a lot of these boxes are damaging to people. They cause great harm. So I, I think it's worth taking a moment to examine why we should even care about labeling everything and discriminating against everything or distinguishing and dividing everything. Why should we care? Because people get hurt. People get hurt all the time by trying to put things into these these different boxes, okay? So <laughs> there are a million different examples that I could give. I'll just pick, you know, right off the top of my, my mind the controversy that's going on right now in the United States and, and really to to some extent all over the world, regarding those who don't fit into these neat little gender boxes of male and female. You have people who, you know, perhaps their sex is male, but in terms of their gender and their experience, they identify as female. Okay. What box do we put them in? We've actually created a box for it. I want you to see how absurd this is. We actually, well, we've got to call them something, right? We have to label them something, right? So we ask about their sexual orientation. Okay, so uh, your sex is male, but you have an experience of gender that's female. Which sex are you attracted to? You're attracted to men? That would make you something of a homosexual, I suppose, right? But which way? Are you a a gay man, or are you a lesbian? Let's try and put a box on that. Okay? Friends, don't miss the point. This has nothing to do with sexual identity, or gender, or any of that. If you're hung up on that, you're completely missing the point. You're totally missing it. The point is that we have this desire to know what somebody is and to label them. And we can hurt people in that process. We can hurt them by mislabeling them or by giving them a label that doesn't really ring true for them. That's not really their experience or who they feel they are. We also often, we put things together into a box and we call it one box, but it's really not. Okay, so this is very common. Historically, you can go back and see that in the early 1900s, and it really persisted probably through the mid-1900s and, and, well, it probably persists today, to be honest, there were many people who associated homosexuals with pedophiles. This is You can, I mean, historically, you can look it up. It's just, It's a matter of record. It's a matter of history. Okay? Many people used to feel that homosexuals and pedophiles were the same thing. If you were homosexual, then you were also a pedophile. I'm not saying everyone believed this. I'm saying that many people did. It was very it was a very common association. Okay. Same thing with African Americans, right? African Americans were associated with crime. Right? They were associated with vandalism. They were associated and and again, still to this day it persists. They're associated with gangs and drugs and this and that. This is where the pain of the boxes becomes real. Real people in a real context are hurt by all of this labeling. And it doesn't even work. The labels aren't even correct. The boxes, the box system doesn't work. I mean, if you don't believe me by now, just with those those few examples, spend some time on your own meditating on this, thinking about this. See if this is not the case. At what point do you draw the line? All humans are compositionally unique. We share 99% of the same DNA, but compositionally we're not the same. We have a different genetic code. We have a different biochemistry, different heights and weights and, and all of this. So you and I are not identical, yet you and I are human. What does it mean to be human? It means we've made a box and we've thrown you and me into that box. That's all it means. I want to share something with you that's a bit terrifying to me. I was uh, getting my undergraduate degree in psychology and uh, one of the most interesting, fascinating courses we took was abnormal psychology, abnormal psychology. And in the very front of this abnormal psychology textbook, it asked the question, what is abnormal behavior for a human? What is abnormal behavior for a human? And their answer was that it's any behavior that deviates from the norm from the majority of what humans are doing that is abnormal right so if you do something that's very off the wall and different than other humans you're labeled as being abnormal that's the box we have to put you in right it's a scary designation because again it's a matter of history if you look back in the past many people who were a touch different were put into insane asylums and 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 electro shock therapy and lobotomies ensued because they were different because they were abnormal because they didn't fit into the majority culture time and time again if you look back in history you'll see that this is the case so You've got to give up on the boxes if you're ever going to get closer to understanding the nature of reality. And it's my belief that you're not really going to be able to have success in this universe unless you accept it for what it is. If you're constantly trying to put stuff in, in into boxes, then you're not understanding the universe as it is. You're not understanding it as a spectrum and as a continuum. I think that this is something that everybody has to explore on their own. And um, again, I don't claim to be uh, anyone's guru. (laughs) I don't claim um, that this is something that you have to accept. It's absolutely true for you. It's up for debate. It's up for discussion. It's up for inspection. Inspect this, what I'm saying, see if it's not the case. Because I believe that most people are running around trying to label everything, trying to categorize everything, and it's a waste of energy, and it's harmful to people. And it's hindering your own personal success, whether that's your professional success in your career or whatever um, work-related endeavors you're pursuing, or in your personal life, or your spiritual life, or your relationships. If you're constantly trying to divide everything up, cut it up, distinguish and discriminate between everything and then put it into boxes and label it this is that and this is this you're wasting a lot of energy and and hurting a lot of people and i just recommend that you don't do it so drop me a line and let me know what you think about this the boxes Um, it's an idea that came up um, just this year in, in a conversation with some good friends. And um, we had a good talk about it. Again, it rang true for all of us. And we said, that's it. It's like we had hit on something. We, we, we finally understood this is what everybody's doing nonstop every day. They're trying to put things into boxes and label them and categorize them. But life and the universe defy those boxes and those categories, okay? You're just, you're fooling yourself if you think that the world is really divided in in this sort of way. And I'm not saying that we can't ever distinguish and, and discriminate and that there's no purpose whatsoever for labels. They are functional. I, I should say this as I close out the podcast. They are very functional because they they do help us in getting information immediately so that we can get a broad stroke of who a person is or what something is. It's good to know this animal is poisonous and this animal is not poisonous. Okay, that's a very good thing because if you want to cook that animal and eat it, you're going to want to make sure it's not poisonous, right? Um, So those distinctions, they do serve a purpose. I don't mean to say that they serve absolutely no purpose, but when you really get down to it, There are usually animals within nature that can eat those uh, creatures which are poisonous to us and it's not poisonous to them. So is that creature actually poisonous? Well, from our perspective it is. From the perspective of another creature, it's not. See, it defies the box yet again. So the box is useful uh, and if you understand it for what it is and it's a means of communicating information, fantastic, use it, that's great but be very careful of putting other people and and certainly yourself in these boxes. Like I'm this type of person, I'm not a math person. This is a common sentiment. You hear this all the time from students in high school. I'm not a math person or I'm not a science person, right? As if it's a core quality that they possess, as if it's something real and tangible, but they have they have taken this so to heart and so many of, the, of of us, we do this to ourselves. I'm worthless. I'm not good at that. I'm just this type of person, or I'm just that type of person. I'm just no good at X, Y, or Z. We take all of these things, we try to categorize them, label them, and we do ourselves a great disservice, as well as, as doing a great disservice to others, and ultimately, I think, to the universe as always, this podcast is dedicated to you and to your success. I I hope you enjoyed the message today and found it stimulating and insightful. If I ruffled some feathers, I'm okay with that (laughs) because sometimes feathers need to be ruffled, but that wasn't my intent. My intent was to share something that I've learned with you and to see if it doesn't also ring true for you. So, uh, I hope that you'll subscribe to the podcast. If you enjoy this type of thought provoking, um, commentary. And uh, I'm Cody Ray Miller. I look forward to speaking with you again tomorrow. Thank you so much for listening.